culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. Right now, I hope you are sipping on some fish. Busy Housewives inspired wine for yourself. Pack and punch at 13% alcohol by volume, but less than a gram of sugar. It is my no filter wine available at nofilterwine.com. We have four fun designs inspired by Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of New Jersey, and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Today I'm feeling very much like I'm not going out tonight. I'm disengaging. And I might open one of those tonight. But actually today I have out cut back my drinking or what? Or what? Although with the amount of drinking I did this month, I think I'm about to really cut back on on just like just like filter it back like a little bit and only drink like maybe one or two no filter wines but not like six in a night not that i normally drink six but you know sometimes the night gets frisky nofilterwine.com okay so i'm excited because we are officially wrapped on the tour and as i promised you guys on monday we are going to do a full deep dive into the spilling tea live with zach and adam tour or spilling tea with zach and adam live tour that's how you say it. There you go. And obviously, I couldn't do it alone. So I had to welcome on. You can't do something. You can't do a recap of the Zach and Adam tour without Zach and Adam. So please welcome from Up and Adam, Adam Newell. Hi, guys. Hi. We're back. We're back. We can't get enough of enough? each other. Yes. <laughs> we can stop. And we won't stop. Oh, Lord, this is what I dealt with the entire month of April. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it was hilarious watching you dance to the intro music because that's what I had to put up with every single morning, like first thing in the morning. Adam is so fucking like hyper in the morning. I'm a morning person, okay, you guys? I think I'm pretty, like a, a pretty solid morning person. I was like up and red, like I was popped out. Of, I, um, I I hate saying I was up and Adam because that's the name of your fucking show, even though that's like a real th- up and Adam. And, but I can't say that anymore, thanks to you. Um. But I thought I was a morning person until I met Adam and he is just like a morning person on crack. You know, what's so funny is like I may be down and out the night before, depending on how crazy the night goes, but it doesn't ever fail in the morning. I am always up and at him. And it's true. It's like, I don't even know why I have four shots of espresso, which thank you in every city. Zach would wake up before me. He would bring espresso and I would come out and start dancing to like WAP or something. And he's like, mm, maybe you don't need this. I mean, even Nashville, because we had a, an early flight out of Nashville and we literally maybe slept for like two and a half maybe three hours from when we wrapped the night to when we had to leave to go to the airport and yet that morning right before getting on the airport fresh up three hours we were dancing to wop in the kitchen and in the living room it was quite Jason ridiculous. wanted to kill me and I was dancing on the table and I was like dancing <laughs> in the airport and then I was talking to everybody in the airport oh my god I yeah Adam yeah we'll get into all of that um so I figured we could just recap everything from the tour. I mean, what is your biggest, before we dive into all this stuff, do you have like a big, ta- one of your biggest takeaways from all three cities? Um, yeah. 
we fucking did it. Yes. That's my big takeaway. Yes. We did it. And, you know, honestly, for anyone who gets excited or ambitious or has something on their mind and wants to execute it, I think this is just, for me, it was such a telling moment that like, not only did we have an idea, but we executed that idea. And most importantly, everyone left from each city feeling like they had the most incredible experience. And that matters more to me than even how I feel about it. But the fact that the talent and that the, you know, subscribers and our family and our friends left with just such a great feeling that means the most to me. So, yeah. No, I agree. I always, it's funny because after the LA show, I put together a list of like all the things that I thought were successful and all the things that I thought went terrible. And I'm looking at all of this and I'm, I'm trying to weigh the pros and the cons and was this worth it? And where's the ROI and all of that stuff. And like, there was a list of things that went wrong or that I think we didn't, you know, hit the the metrics that I had hoped that we had hit. Um, and then I kind of just stopped and I was like, well, how do I gauge success from this tour? And to me, and I think we talked about this, like success to me was feedback from people that bought tickets and came to the show, from the talent that came and participated in the show, and from the sponsors that helped us make the show possible, and even the venues. And I think everybody was overwhelmingly so happy and enjoyed themselves, and the feedback was so good that I was like, I don't give a shit about bullshit metrics. I don't give a shit about, you know, I mean... We hit all of our metrics, but, you know, you just you have such high expectations. But I was like, none of those things even matter because the people that came enjoyed themselves and wanted to keep talking about it and wanted to keep posting pictures about it. The talent was all so happy. Like there were literally no complaints from people that came to the show or participated in it. And that to me was like a huge success. Right. You know, and I think that and we didn't kill each other. We didn't kill each other. And, you know, this is a positive and a negative, I guess. Um, when you think about it, but you and I both are similar in the sense that enough is never enough Mm -hmm. and more is always more. Mm -hmm. And I think that with that, it's really hard to feel like something can be successful because you always know in your mind, well, what if it would have went this way? Or I expected it to go this way and I want this much more, but that's just our own issues because really, like you said, it's the feedback and the feedback was incredible. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so let's start with picking our three favorite moments. These can be on stage, b- backstage, you know, at the hotel, like whatever, like your top three. If you could look back at the month of April, what were your top three favorite moments from the tour? I would have to say, okay, I'll start from the beginning. Okay. One was sharing the stage with Sheena and Brock. And mm. the reason I say that is because that was such a nostalgic moment for me, kind of coming full circle. Sheena was one of my first friends, actually maybe my first friend in Los Angeles when I moved. And everyone knows the story, but I met her at a bar while I was definitely underage, not drinking, but passing out resumes. Yeah. And then she got me the job at Sir. So being able to kind of fast forward eight years later and sharing that stage with her just was wow, like, look how far we've come. And then secondly, I think it was rooming together for the, like the second two cities in Nashville and New York, because that was really fun. You know, in Los Angeles, we had an Airbnb and you live in Los Angeles. So we didn't get that same kind of good morning, good night, (laughs) good morning, good night. You know, like we didn't get that same energy. So rooming together that's not an easy thing for people to do. And we didn't want to kill each other, which was great. And we would even our only argument, and we'll get to that later, I'm sure was arguing about not arguing, which is the most ridiculous thing thing ever. And then wait, before you pick your third, can I just say, and since you said that one of your favorite things was rooming together, I almost, and I haven't told you this, but I literally almost called you before New York and was like, maybe we don't stay together. Like maybe I get my own hotel. (laughs) I was like, so like, what if this kills us? Like, what if this is the worst thing ever? Because in Nashville, we had separate rooms, but in New York, we shared a room that I was like, what if this is the worst thing ever? And like, it, it really does go south. I literally almost called you and was like, I'm going to get my own hotel room at a separate location. Like we need space. I love that Zach always drops the bomb after on how he's feeling where I'm just like so much more transparent, where if I have thoughts or feelings or emotions, I need to get it off my chest thin. Like I can't fester in them. And then Zach comes back and he's like, by the way, this is how I was feeling. I'm like, thanks, bitch. Maybe talk to me and have an open line of communication in that moment. I'm very open. I don't always say it in the moment, but I always have an open line of communication. 
Yes. It's just like, it's almost like on a delay. It's what? like when they delay a TV show and they have to censor it because somebody's going to say like the F word or something and they yeah. just have to get it out. Like you're more on a delay as opposed to I'm like, no, bitch, we're in the moment well, now. Let's talk about it. I mean, the delay is a processing delay of like, I need to see like, where is this coming from? Where, why do I have this feeling? Is this my own shit? Is this, a, you know, where is, is there a fear that's coming forward? Is there an insecurity? Is it irrational? Is it emotional? You know, like I have to weigh all of those things out and then I work through it and I realize like it was just, I, I don't know. I've never, I, I don't know. I, I'm somebody that needs space and you know i need like i i love space and it's listen and nobody's but harping I, on your but process. i had a blast but i had a blast rooming together well, and for people who don't know we actually really lucked out because our new york city hotel was actually way bigger than most hotel rooms that you get we were upgraded so yeah. we yes we were essentially in the same room with two beds next to each other but we had a massive living room we had two suites that were made into one and it was Actually, it was so much fun. And, you know, leading into my third, you know, favorite moment from all of this, I would say, aside from like sharing the stage with Emily D. Baker and the Toms and Marge, that was all incredible and all of the influencers, but just running around New York City and watching you get harassed by like the oh little characters in Times Square and looking for Harry Dubin. And then after we were trying to find somewhere to eat, but then just came home, we were in bed so early, but just sharing the most, we were laughing, crying, spilling the rosé, having the oh best God, yes. time. So that was probably my third most favorite moment. I love that. Um, Wow, I haven't even thought about this. I would say my three- These are your questions. I know, but I just, I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want it to be premeditated. I kind of wanted to be in the moment. God, let me be in the moment for once and not process everything and wait until the end. Um, the I, I would say my first favorite moment, I think I said this in Nashville, um, was the moment before we got on stage in LA. The moment before it became real because it was such a scary moment, but it was also such like a surreal moment of like, we're like, this is it. We have worked so because I don't, I feel like the last, let's see, we first started talking about this in October, November, December, January, February, March, April. So the last six months have felt like just such a blur that I was like, how did we get to this moment? And like, this is the moment. And now we're also really going to see if this is going to go really well or if this is going to totally bomb and everybody's going to hate us because we made them spend money on this show. So it was like that roller coaster of like anticipation and excitement and anxiety and nerves, but also just like looking at the room and seeing how full it was. And then just standing like us just standing in the back of the room, like before we were about to like jump off the cliff and really go on this journey. It was like, you know, I was like, I could totally pull a Heather McDonald right now and just like pass out and then, you know, save myself from this. <laughs> that, that was my line, but also, you know, with the technician, <laughs> that was Adam's joke. I mic, stole the joke. Yeah. You know, but also to be fair, our first city to kind of set us off was our, you know, biggest, biggest venue. And then it had the most celebrities, you know, attending it. There was the most press. So yes, we literally, instead of using that as our third city and kind of getting our feet wet a little bit, we were just like, let's jump right in. So, you know. And we did. And it was great. And it, you know, and the night ended so well. I mean, we got kicked out of the bourbon room because they're like, you got to, they literally turned the lights at the after party at the end. They're like, all right, you guys have to like literally leave now. And we're like, all right. And we did. Bye. Bye. Um, we came, we saw, we conquered. We did. Later. My second favorite moment. Um, God, there really are so many, and I'm trying to not steal yours. Um, I think there were a lot of moments where, like, we had, like, quiet moments that we had, you know, that, like, before the show or after the show, where we kind of just got to, like, builds the friendship outside of just like the work relationship that I think I really appreciated like those small moments like the lunches before the show or you know running around the city and kind of just being stupid and you know getting gang banged by Mickey and Minnie in Times Square you know like just those like real silly moments that I'm glad we filmed a lot of that stuff because watching like Jason's vlogs back and stuff it's kind of like fun to be like wow that because the 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 
trips themselves also kind of feel like a blur. So when I look back and I see the photos and I see the footage, I'm like, oh, that's actually like that was really fun. And I had so much fun. And I'm glad that all of that's been documented so that I can look back on, on you know, that experience because it was it was great. Um, and then my third favorite moment, I would have to say, was. After the New York show. When we got off the stage and we were back in the green room, which I fucking love that the green room was like right there next to connected to the stage because I always need like a minute to breathe after being on stage. I need like a moment to kind of just catch my breath. Um, And it was just that moment of like like there was I loved the moment of right about to go on stage. And then the moment of we got off stage and it was just the two of us and we were like, we did it. Like we, we cried. We did it. Yes. We cried and we were like, this isn't real. Like it just, it was like that full circle moment of like, we actually hit it off without a hitch. I mean, even walking on the stage in New York, I think one of my biggest fears is always walking out to an empty room. Like, you know, like in Nashville, there was a fucking storm that like, a tornado's going on that so many people Ugh. ended up being like, we're not going to be able to make it to the show after all. So like the biggest fear is like walking out to an empty room. And everybody in New York arrived a lot later. And so I was like, oh my God, is the room going to be empty? Is it going to be half full? Like what's it going to look like? I was so scared. So when we walked out on stage and actually saw the room full and even the tables that were like, okay, nobody's probably going to end up sitting in that section and it's fine. All of them were full. And I was like, it was packed. And I was like, oh, thank fucking God. Because like, you know the numbers, but then so many people don't show up at the end of the day or you have a guest list and, you know, it's just, yeah, so running around town together the moment before going on stage in LA and then the moment where we got off stage after the New York show, I think were my top three favorite moments of the tour. I love that. Okay. Top three OMG. What the fuck moments? Oh, whether they were bad, whether they were crazy, whether they were, you know, I think we both have one that's definitely the same. Yes. I I'm honestly going to hit one in every single city. Okay. Um, the first one was the fact that, you know, I was, I was getting ready. Like I sweat a lot. It's so gross. I'm like putting toilet paper under my armpits and I'm like looking for you. We're getting ready to go on stage and I'm trying to throw the toilet paper away. And I didn't realize you were getting ripped a new asshole by somebody who I I don't want to name them, but somebody who was associated with talent. And, you know, that was an OMG moment because I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I felt so bad for you because we're both already in our feelings and in our nerves, like this shit's happening. And then you're getting ripped apart. And then of course, at the end of the night, it happened again. So that was an OMG moment. And then the second one for Nashville, I would probably say, you know, as we were getting ready to go there and, oh no, Why? no, it was when I had to do the tour walkthrough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. And you guys, you have to catch the vlog. The vlog says it all. You know, well, I know never- the vlog doesn't say it all because I ended up wa- looking back at some of the extra footage that didn't make the vlog. And there's actually like legit footage of you Um. that. Yeah. Okay. Well, well explain, explain the moment. Okay, I'll explain the moment. You know, I've never done a live show before. So really kicking off our tour in the Bourbon Room, the venue was massive, right? So it's Los Angeles. I mean, they have huge shows all the time. And then our second show was City Winery in Nashville. But that venue was a lot more, I guess, it was smaller. The Mm -hmm. stage was maybe (laughs) a fourth of the size. And the room was very long and narrow. And when we first walked in, it was like they had an event the night before. So tables were everywhere. There was stuff on the ground. It just wasn't what I was expecting. And I don't have a poker face. So Jason and Zach are walking around like potential and this could be done. And I was like, oh no, I'm sad. (laughs) And they're like, get out of your feelings, bitch. The show is tomorrow. So that was my second OMG moment. And then the third one in New York City was probably the moment that we had to do damage control. You know, a lot of people don't know this because it's like when somebody puts together a wedding or a birthday or an event, the people who are putting together the event, you know everything that's going right and everything that's going wrong. But the key is for the people attending the event to not feel that energy and not pick up on these little things. But we had somebody who was pretty, um, 
important to the whole experience at the beginning who showed up literally an hour later than they were supposed to. And that creates the mm. whole experience for the guest. And, you know, it really adds to it. And well, we can, I think I, we can talk about that. So the photographer, okay. the, photographer the photographer was photographer. late. The photographer okay. was late. The photographer was late, went to the wrong venue. Zach was super adamant about like, you need to be here early. The photographer was like, listen, I live five minutes away. Zach's like, no, fuck that. You still need to be here early. Yeah, come and early then, to see the space, you know, make sure everything's set. Yeah, feel it out. But then, you know, I was so focused when people are coming up and so excited. I couldn't be in that moment because I'm sitting there stressed and coming up to Zach every five seconds, like, where is the photographer? Because in LA, when people came up the stairs, they came up to a step and repeat. Same thing with Nashville, same thing with New York. Walking up to a step and repeat with a photographer, you grab your wine, you go, you start mingling, meeting all of the other family, friends, and subscribers. And it's an entire experience. Right. But then with everybody in New York, the photographer kind of changed that. So Zach and I had to do damage control, which everyone still had the best time. Yeah. But that was my OMG moment from New York. Yes. And to piggyback off of that moment, for me, that moment was so challenging because, and one thing, like, so one thing I don't think most people realize is how different we are in person compared to what I think the expectation of us is online. Like, I think people expect you to be the more shy one and for me to be the more extroverted, you know, dancing around the room, sort of big personality. Let's take shots at the bar. And it's the complete opposite. Adam is the biggest social butterfly and can work any room. And to me, it gives me the worst anxiety. Um, So for me, there's a comfort in knowing that the, um, the setting is controlled, or at least I know what to expect. So when I know that people are lining up and we're taking a photo and we have the photographer and we're moving through the line, I know exactly what to expect. So in LA, that's exactly how it worked. You know, VIPs lined up, they got to take their meet and greet photo, chat with Adam and I for a minute, and then they got to go and enjoy the party. And then once we wrapped that line, we had a few minutes to kind of walk around, take some selfies, have a drink with people, chat, mingle a little further before the show. And so in my head, you know, there's the process of what's going to happen. So when the photographer didn't show up, one, it was, I was, I was worried that there was the experience that they, that people in LA and Nashville got that they weren't going to be getting in L in uh, New York, because it's like it, how exciting is it to check in and then to walk in and there's a rosé right there ready, or there's a wine ready for you. And Adam and I are right there to greet you. And we have a photographer to take a photo with you. Like, it's just, it's an experience. And then you get to go and hang out while we have all the housewives playlist going on in the background. You know, it really is just a full experience that I wanted everybody to be able to have that also set up my expectation to ease my anxiety of knowing exactly what's going to happen. I'm a bit of a control freak, if you can't tell. No. And, you know, to be fair, to piggyback off of that, I do want to say when, you know, we went to the last location in New York City and they were like, ice buckets, we don't have that. We have wine chillers. And I'm like, how do you not have ice buckets? Like Ruby Tuesdays has ice buckets. And then, you know, and I'm not, they were so amazing. Let Mm. me just say that the venue was amazing. They were incredible, but these were little things that of course, the smallest thing when you're about to go on stage and you have like the stress and the anxiety is going to trigger you, but that, and then we were originally told like in our VIP pre-party that they couldn't play our music because it, you know, kind of bleeds out to the rest of the venue and they're not putting on housewives music for every event that's going on, which we get, but they fixed that issue. And then you are right. You do need to decompress like at the end Zach goes in the room he needs like a good 10 minutes at least yeah and Jason and I are like hi hi everyone so social but I mean that is such an important thing because you push me you pull me out of my comfort zone in that sense where I'm like no I want to the thing is I want to be there hanging out with everybody but I also give so much of my energy when I'm on stage and I'm moving around and I'm you know trying to give the best of myself on stage that sometimes I'm like, I I worry that I'm going to burn myself out if I also get off stage immediately and continue to give that energy without like just taking a beat. But you know, I am not, I'm a lot less, I'm a lot more shy than I think people would expect. I don't know if shy is the right word, but I'm a lot more, you know, reserved than I think people would expect upon meeting me. You know, and I I just want to add this too, for people who meet us together, you don't have to let us know. Like, oh my God, had... please add it. Please, please, please. Listen, it happened like three times in a row. Oh my God, Somebody it happened up... like at every show. 
Yeah. And somebody would come up and they would just like hug one of us, like say they hug Zach and they're like, oh my God, Zach, I love you. Adam, I have no idea who you are, but Zach, I love you. And it's just so awkward because we're taking the photos together and I'm like, cheese. And then literally the next person would come up and be like, Zach, I have no idea who you are. Adam, I love you. And I'm like, you guys don't have to say that. You don't have to say that. Like, just be like, so nice to meet you both. Like, or if that is how you feel, like you just, you don't need to say it out loud because people say it like out loud and it's like, how do I react to that? Like, and here's the thing. I don't care if you're here for me or you're here for Adam. I'm just glad that you're here to support us collectively. Right. We're pre- we're grateful for the support. Um, but I think they're nervous and that's why yeah, they say it. Probably. Yeah. But it's also just like, hi, Zach. Nice to meet you. Adam, love you. And that's fine. Like you can just say that. You don't need to say, I don't know who you are. I don't really watch your content. Like those things, like we just, we don't need that. Thank you though. <laughs> I do have to ask you really quick and I don't mean to like take over something. I mean, I am curious. What was the most shocking thing that a subscriber like said to you that, you know, like for me, it was, oh my gosh, you're so nice in person. I thought you were going to be a bitch and you just play a nice character on your show. And I'm like, no, the, the craziest thing that, I mean, and it's funny because it's one thing to read or to get feedback from people in the comments section, because you kind of know how to filter that out. But when it's in real time and it's happening to your face, that's kind of funny. Um, I mean, aside from those moments, I don't, I mean, I guess for me, it was like in New York after we'd revealed that I'd made out with people in Nashville, it was all the people that would come up to me and like want (laughs) to make out with me afterwards. And I'm like, no, I already had this conversation with Adam that like, that's never happening again. And it was so inappropriate of me to be making out with people in Nashville. Um, But again, that was me trying to combat my nerves and trying to be like, I'm uncomfortable in a social setting right now. So let me just kind of, you know, be a a free for all and just make out with everybody. Um, And I'm learning. We're learning things, guys. We're learning. Um, Okay. But so my three OMG what the fuck moments, I would say the first one was our walkthrough at the bourbon room when I wanted to kill you. And... So we are at the bourbon room and it's great, but this is the day before the first show. And so I'm so nervous and I'm so anxious and there's so much pressure on us. And Adam is just kind of like dancing around the stage and he's having a bunch of fun, which as you should, I mean, if anything, I needed to loosen up a little bit more. I was a little too, you know, on edged and, you know, wound up a little too tight. And Adam was just having so much fun. And I was so much like, we have never been on stage together before. We need to rehearse and we need to see how that we need to make sure that this can work. And we need to do one perfect flawless rehearsal. And we hadn't been able to get through like we'd gone through rehearsals, but like we're tweaking everything in the last minute and we're changing lines and all of that stuff that we hadn't just gone through one seamless rehearsal of everything where it was just perfect. And I wanted just one perfect rehearsal. And Adam was just like having the best time dancing around the room, you know, being well, like we were filming a vlog. We too. were filming I didn't a vlog. want it to be so serious i want to know i know yes it is you know obviously yes, yes i know i have to defend myself every time against this you yes guys. i know he and it, again he wasn't doing anything wrong we were filming the vlog um you know but he was just like i think instead of going coming from the back i'm just gonna come down this stairway and i'm like no what, then where do i like i was just again i'm a i get into this like i am a bit of a control freak when i feel like you know a little uneasy um and yeah, i was no, nervous yeah. So that was a moment because then we walked out of the bourbon room. And I think you guys even sensed that I was a little stressed because you were like, are you are you good? Is there, are you stressed? You can. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. That's my thing. I'm like, I'm fine. Um, and so then we parted ways. I was like, I have errands to run that we've, for stuff for tomorrow. I'll see you guys later. And I just like needed space in the night away from Adam to be like, I need to not want to kill him. And when I say I want to kill him, I don't literally mean that like honestly. Like I'm obviously speaking, you They're know, with hyperbole. That you hate me. I don't hate Adam. Trust me, I wouldn't have been so frustrated with him if it came from a place of hate. I would have totally disengaged. It comes from a place of love. Um, <laughs> but love and stressed as fuck and then afterwards once we made it through the first show and the first night like i was i woke up the next morning the day of the first show and i was like so eased and i was like we got this like at this point whatever it's gonna be is what it's gonna be and we're gonna we're both professional we'll both roll through it and we'll make a killer show regardless if there's a hiccup or a fuck up or whatever it is it's gonna be great regardless right um second one was the 
moment before going on stage and after stage where I did get a new asshole ripped. Someone, all of the talent was happy, but there was someone that was part of talent entourage that was unhappy that ultimately I think was really just a miscommunication um, that could have been addressed very differently, but was not addressed very differently. It was addressed very aggressively right as I'm about to walk on stage and then immediately after the show. So that was a bit of a challenge because it was very nerve wracking and rattling with, you know, just having the emotions of having to go on stage and do a successful show and also have the right headspace of like being able to deliver my lines and be able to interview people and carry the show. Like it's just not the energy you need before having to go up on a live show. Um, So that was crazy. The Tom's, we're a bit of a hot mess of spilling everything on the stage. You know, you guys can see the interview. It's it's out there on Adam's YouTube channel and on the podcast. But that was kind of like a fun, wild moment. And then um, I think the last OMG what the fuck moment for me was the fight in Nashville. When we oh, got my into, gosh. Which the I don't know fight. how you didn't mention that. No, the fight in Nashville, guys. This was the most ridiculous thing. This was after we came home. Yeah. And then Zach... After you the know, night, the night of the there. show, the night of the show afterwards, when we, which is like when me. we should be on a high. Yes. Right. We went out and we, you know, went out with talent like Molly and Cynthia. Cynthia wasn't there, but just like met up with everyone. We we're supposed to meet up with Emily D Baker ended up at a, a Nashville drag house playhouse. And, you know, Zach, he's already talked about this, but made out with three people. Then we come home. Zach tells me what a judgy bitch that he thinks I am. We're going back and forth. Jason was the one who, well, he actually, was recording no, us. We, oh, yeah, so let's start at like wh- how this fight transpired, how this non-fight fight transpired. So Jason had been live streaming the entire night. And J- so Jason's been filming us throughout all of the trips because he's doing the vlogs. And then we have the behind the scenes footage that we released to the live stream ticket buyers. So we were kind of on the expectation that we were being filmed and filmed the entire time. And especially that night, Jason kept live streaming from the car and trying to live stream from the club. And like just he was having fun. And so Adam and I are in the kitchen, just like talking, um, not realizing that in that moment he was also live streaming us. And he He was tell us he didn't tell us, but he was doing it so innocently of like, this is hilarious banter. We need to share this with people. But it was also like a moment of like, because and Adam, Adam and I echoed the sentiment of like. But we need to know when we're being, it's one thing to be recorded, but we also need to know when we're being live streamed. And so, you know, and so when we realized that we were both like Jason and then Adam kind of, you know, got a little. I snatched the phone out of his hand. He snapped at him a little bit. And then Jason, you know, disengaged and went into the bedroom. And then I was like, Adam, like, I understand, like, we feel the same way, you know, that we do need this information to be disclosed beforehand because like when you're being it's one thing if we were being filmed and we cannot ever release any of that footage if we said you know if we didn't want anything to get out but like live streaming is very different and so I was like Adam like you can't be mad at Jason because he was doing it so innocently and he's like but you know boundaries and I was like I know boundaries but I was like trying to defend Jason and being like but he was like just like a giddy kid in the kitchen just like filming as being stupid you know but obviously I was trying to like weigh both sides of it I mean, like, I understand how you feel because I feel the same way. But also he was just being innocent in this. He wasn't trying to, like, be malicious in it. Right. And then I just want to add to that really quick, though. Yeah. You know, sometimes and the reason I like to know when I'm being filmed is because when we reflect on the night, like a night in Nashville, there was one one girl who, like, went after Jason, was, like, cussing at him. Yeah. And I was like, what is wrong with her? And, you know, like, kind of, you know, when I'm having these conversations I don't want people to know that I'm having those conversations. If I'm talking about things that went great and went wrong, that's a personal conversation between you and I. So like you said, it's just knowing it's the respect of letting somebody know. And he did do it so innocently, but when I caught onto it and I saw, and he was laughing, it was a moment. Yeah. It was like a moment. I snatched it, Zach. I I mean, I wasn't like aggressive, like pushing Jason or grabbing, but I snatched the phone out of his hand. I ended the live stream and I discarded it. And I was like, you can't do that. And then he didn't, you know, like Jason was kind of in his own everybody had a fun night and nobody ate we did not eat no because the food hadn't arrived at that point we were waiting for the food to arrive and it was like two in the morning and then he just disengaged and went into the room and then the next morning was like how is everybody yeah he had no clue that that even happened he's like so how how's everyone's night and I was like you have got to be kidding. I was, oh, you are, you that. forgot that I was defending you last night. <laughs> and then Zach and I fought about Zach defending Jason. And I was like, Zach, you're not going to convince me that I'm being an asshole because 
I like, this is just, this is, we all know this. We, we've been recording all day when you're live streaming, you're not recording for the vlog. You can't keep that recording. So that's not doing us any justice. You're just now showing all of us who have worked all night, have not eaten, have had a few drinks. And that's not how I want to be shown on camera. So, you know, after that, and you were defending him, I was like, no, and I was then, like, who yeah. are you to defend him? And yeah. then you're like, and then I was like, well, you're, you're a judgy bitch. bitch. Yeah. Yes. And you were like, what? And I was like, and I, again, I think I was just like caught in the heat of the moment. And I, I don't think Adam is a judgy bitch at all, but I just, you know, thank you when you're, it's late, it's two in the morning. It's the night Not of the eating. show. We hadn't eaten. We'd, you know, been drinking throughout the night. People kept wanting to buy us shots. And so it was just that moment of like, I was like, I think you're a judgy bitch. And then, so then Adam disengages and walks out into the hallway. And then I'm sitting there in the kitchen, like, where the fuck did I, like, what the fuck just happened? So then I go in the bedroom, I'm like, Jason, what just happened? And he's like, I don't know, I'm going to bed. And I was like, fine, good night. And then I go out into the hallway and I'm like, Adam, what just happened? And he's like, nothing. And I was like, why are we no, fighting? That is not how I said it. I said to you, and I said it yeah. four times at least before I walked in the hallway. I said, Zach, we should be on a high right now. We yeah. had the best night. We have nothing to argue about. And you're like, we're not arguing. And I was like, I know we're not arguing. And you're like, we're not arguing. And I was like, I feel like we're arguing about not arguing. So I disengaged yes. and walked outside to the hallway. And I just sat there. It's not like I got on my phone. I didn't call and go on a rant. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to art. Like this is such a positive moment. Yeah. I don't want to argue about yeah. not arguing. Yeah. Even. So then yeah. I went into, went out into the hall and I was like, we're not arguing. You're not a judgy bitch. Like, it's fine. Jason's fine. I tucked Jason away and he's in bed right now. I gave him some milk and he's okay. Uh, <laughs> but, and then we, and we're sitting there and we're literally having a whole conversation now about how we weren't fighting inside and how we're not fighting because it's been such a great night. And it was literally like, yeah, it's been a great night. It was the best night. I know it was the best. Like it was literally the stupidest conversation in the hallway while other people I'm sure heard all of us. And I'm pretty sure we're like, go the fuck to sleep. Like if Bethany could have come out and said, go to sleep, like that would have happened. And then luckily we were only out in the hall for a few minutes before the food finally arrived. And we went outside to get it and, you know, and, I, I think I ate like half a box of pizza. And then Jason woke up the next morning. He's like, I'm hungry, Advil. And I was like, you have a cheeseburger in the fridge. He's like, I didn't get a cheeseburger. I was like, get away from me. Get away from <laughs> he me. He had I'm no so recollection done. of any of it. And I was like. I'm but not- then you and I turned it into the best morning the next day. We yeah. had so much fun. We had so much fun. But now I know, like. I'm never defending Jason when he's dry. I'm only going to defend Jason when he can witness it and remember it. And I get brownie points for it. I'm not defending him otherwise. Oh my gosh. But again, you know, even that was so surface. There really was not even an issue. It it wasn't a big deal on Jason's part. It was so innocent. Jason, you know, like Jason loves to be a part of everything because he's been a part of my channel for so long. And he was so excited to go on this whole adventure and the tour. And, you know, like for him, I think in his mind, especially after everybody's not eating, like, he's like, I'm filming for vlogs. Now I'm filming for lives. And even when we're at the playhouse, his phone died. And I was like, yes. (laughs) And then he was going around to everybody, including like, I think he probably even asked one of the drag Queens, give me your phone. Let me record live. Well, and then we learned for the next night, we learned the the Heather Bro- no Heather Dubro term cameras down, and there were so, uh, we reached a point because the next night we went out with Emily, and you know we were going around town and we did the Nashville tour and everything you guys saw in the vlog, um, or if you guys haven't seen because we haven't released the vlogs publicly yet, but I think we're going to release those this month on our YouTube channels, right? Um, right. So you'll see more of that. But there was a point in the night where like dinner had hit and the drink and we started ordering more drinks, and then I was like, okay. From here on out, we're not doing any more content. I was like, Jason, I was like, Jason, Warren, Emily, like everybody. And I think somebody was even just like, okay, we'll just all put our phones in a bucket. I was like, no, we're not. I'm not giving up my phone. I was like, but from here on out, we're not taping any more content. Like, cute, slob, drunky, drunk photos, whatever. Or, you know, little private videos, whatever. But like, we're not doing content anymore. We are off. I even like kept my sunglasses on. I was like, cameras down. We're done at this point. And then at that point, I think there was like a sense of relief of like, yeah, now let's just have fun. Now let's just be silly. And now let's just enjoy the night without any pressure of live streams or vlogs. Yeah, I mean, I have rusting bitch face. Like, I don't want to sit there and not know a camera's on me because when like I know that 
I could be like, Hey guys. And then when I, when I'm not, you know, I'm like kind of sitting there in my face, even though I'm happy, I look like just an asshole. So I don't, (laughs) I don't want that caught on video. You know what I mean? People are going to be like, he's miserable, but I'm not. Um, three moments you wish we caught on camera, but didn't. That fight. The fight. Yes. That would have been hilarious if we caught that on camera. Just looking back, we would have died. It would have been like one of those stupid, iconic Bravo moments like that you see on a reality TV show and you look back and you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like Scary Island with Kelly Ben Simone. Yes. And then things that I wish we would have caught on camera. Um, I guess in New York, I wish that there would have been a camera to, I know that we vlogged a lot, but a camera to catch some of the moments with like the guy who hated us at the Regency when we were looking for Harry Dubin. Oh my God, like, yeah. Our reaction to the, the server at the restaurant who told us, you know, like it was 9.13. He's like, we we stopped serving at 9.10. And both of us looked at him oh like, my God. bitch, like, what do you mean? It's nine th- <laughs> it's 9.13. He's like, the policy is the policy. And we're like, we're going to post this on YouTube <laughs> and on our podcast. <laughs> like we were, we were just so, we were so hungry throughout. I lost six pounds on this tour, okay? Yeah. We were so hungry in every city. I love my tour body because it is like the tightest, leanest, most toned body. But it's because we're not eating and we're running around constantly. So we're constantly in, in movement movement and Adam and I work out regularly as it is but like we are literally non-stop just like on the go and like hardly ever eating like I think the night of the New York show I had one meal and that was the um it was some chicken and some fries and I didn't even finish my fries no I ate your fries because my chicken parmesan sucked but then at the end of the night when we were leaving because People don't know this, but in New York, Zach, like Zach had had enough of just like, it was late to be honest with you. Zach was tired. So Zach ended up leaving and going home maybe like an hour and a half earlier than we did. We stayed out with, you know, some of our friends and subscribers. I was so so exhausted and just like so tired. I just, I could not have the energy to like have a conversation and when I realized that moment of people looking at me they're, they're like are you okay and I'm like I'm totally fine and they're like are you sure and I was like oh people can read that like I'm yeah. tired and I need to exit the situation that way I'm not like the Debbie Downer at the party well you know and what was funny about that was at the end I went with Sarah Bahu and Krista Marie Miller and you know Philly Diva and a couple of us and we went and Krista just wanted pizza so we find this pizza place and they're all like, can I have a slice? And I was like, can I have three? And they're like three. I said, yeah, one for Jason, one for Adam and one for Zach. And I walk outside and Jason's like, I don't want pizza. I was like, oh, thank God I'm starving. And then I come home and Zach's asleep. And I'm like, Zach, Zach, Zach. And I'm like pushing on Zach. And I was like, I got you pizza. And he's like, I don't want pizza. And I was like, oh my God, three slices. I don't eat pizza. I said, I don't eat pizza. Yeah, Unless but I was so happy and selfish. I was like, I just want all of this to myself. So I didn't, excited. To be fair, like you guys had like a good solid lunch. I didn't eat any of my lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So But you did then, have but you did have a breakfast. You had a shake and you had a sandwich and you you gave me a vegan waffle. It was not vegan. Sandwich. It was not yes, vegan. It was. And the only reason it was a shit sandwich is because you're like, I don't want this in it and I don't want that in it. And I don't, you know, and so it was literally just like cheese and meat and like a flatbread. It was like, yeah, it was like with the side of a, a protein, with the side of a protein shake. No, I didn't have a protein shake. I had oh, just a regular, had- it was strawberry, banana, and apples. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, first of all, I don't need you to shame me on my I wasn't shaming you. I was just saying you can't be like, I didn't eat and then you had a whole meal in the morning. No, that, but yes, I I get what you're saying. And didn't you eat something after that though? No. Oh, I guess it was just the, when we went out to to No, I brought Jason home a sandwich, remember? Yeah. Yeah, and then we went out and then we had, we each had like a little drink of choice before the show because that's kind of our goal. It's like, we don't, we don't don't drink drink before the show. We all have one show as like, for or one drink for like lunch and then we walk around with zach's rosé or white wine now and you walk around and that's like promotion product yeah. placement and we'll sip and on we'll it, sip but on it like but we're, we're not like drink face. yeah we're not getting shit faced before the show yeah and that was like our number one rule is like we like to have fun sure but this is work and we're not fucking up work there was a whole i mean there was a ton of work that went into work so you can't mess that well, and up people, just because you want to have a cocktail people don't realize we did everything 
I like know. everything. Like I was clearing out my computer last night and I looked at like the original pitch deck that we put together back in October when we first like decided to do this. And one, it was hilarious to see that like we didn't even have a single photo together. Like it's literally a photo of me and a screenshot of your like YouTube still like Photoshop together. Um, and so we pitched this idea back in October and we're hoping to secure like a touring agent or a manager or someone that can help us plan all of it. And everybody told us, no, they're like, it's cute that you guys have like a following, but we don't know if your following is actually going to show up for you. Um, and translate to ticket sales. Yeah. yeah. And translate into ticket sales. Like we don't know, like numbers are a good thing, but numbers don't mean a community. And Adam and I were like, no, we have a community and they want this and they'll show up for us. And nobody believed it. Nobody believed in us. And then finally one woman was like, listen, it's cute that you guys want to do a tour. Why don't you start with one show? Do one show in your biggest city and see if that's successful. And if that's successful, then you can bring that back to us and see if, you know, it's even worth doing something. And then we had a conversation and we're like, you know what? We're going to do this and we're going to do maybe we do two shows and then two shows turned into three shows. And we did it a almost whole, became four. Almost. The plug it on. almost became four. And we luckily pulled the plug on that because I think it would have killed us. Um but then, you know, and then we did the photo show. And even at the time that we were doing the photo shoot, I wasn't even fully convinced. I was like, is this actually going to happen? Or is it like, I'm going to look back on two years on this photo shoot that we did literally just us. Cause I remember one time I posted one of the photos on Instagram and someone's like, Oh my God, your art director is amazing. And I'm like, and I think I texted you. I'm like, it's hilarious that they think we have an art direct. Like we're literally yeah. just the two of us and like scribbles of all of our ideas for what we think the photos should be or what the poses and stuff should be trying to direct Marco, my cameraman that I've known for now and had for like seven years. And he's like the best. Um, and so people don't realize we literally did everything from like the printing, the designing, the study, setting up of the photo, uh, the step and repeat setting or putting together the gift bags, folding the table, every table 10. If you came to any of the shows and there was a Zach and Adam table 10 on your table, Adam personally folded all of those. <laughs> it was all of it though. You know, like even in LA when Sheena and the Toms and like, you know, PR and Getty and everybody who showed up, they're like, wow, like this is a great event that, you guys must have an amazing team. And we're like, this is, this the, is team. the team. Even J like, listen, a ton of credit to Jason, but like Jason didn't really come in until like the very end when we were actually traveling out and doing the shows. Like he was a big, like at the beginning, I think we tried to do it all on our own until we were like, no, we have like, Jason wants to be a part of this and we should absolutely include him in this. Um, but like we carried a lot of like the heavy lifting and all of this throughout the entire. And we pulled this together in six months from concept you know, to execution. I have to say too, though, at first, like I wanted to do something on my own with you. And I'm so happy like now looking back that like Jason on the first show and then to the second show, it's like, it just got better and better. And yeah. the emceeing and like being able to go out because the thing is what people, you know, might not get is kicking off a show unless you go to shows all the time. Like you need somebody to rile up that yeah. crowd, get that energy. If Zach and I just, if music started playing and the lights went down and Zach and I just walked out, it's like, okay. You want somebody but to having set like the an stage. MC, yeah. In openers, like in Nashville, we had vanity who was our drag queen who did an Erica Jane performance, you know, in, in Los Angeles, we had Jeff Epstein and Jolene Lunzer comedians, but having that, you know, kind of MC, I, I was so, I even said to Jason at the end of it, I was like, I'm so grateful for you and yeah. everybody else, because really everybody made this show come true. Like yeah. it just made it like every single person counted, even from the panel of talent. It yeah. was just so amazing how it came together. It just blew my mind. I'm not used to going to shows, guys. Sorry, I live in a bubble. Same. I don't go to, I don't go anywhere. I, I go from here to, I go downstairs to the gym or across the street to get lunch. Um, which, by the way, I'm so excited to cook dinner tonight. I have not cooked a meal in my kitchen. Like I've had like Postmates and like, cause it's all been so on the go, but I have not like actually cooked like a real meal in the past four weeks because we've been so on the go and everything's just been so crazy that like, I don't have time to cook. I would just order food this entire time. I don't even know what it's like to cook. And I like for damn sure Jason's at Disney right now with his friends, his family. And like, I couldn't even, I'm, I for sure do not know how to cook and I'm not going to try to cook when I'm at home alone. Cause I might burn down the apartment and that's not good for anybody. So I'll stick to ordering stuff. <laughs> What are two things you learned about yourself and two things that you learned about me throughout this process? 
for myself, I learned that, you know, a fear is something that can be, it can be something that just like, is it debilitating? Is that the word? Yes. Debilitating, like something that really freezes you and makes you feel like you can't move forward. And in this process, I learned that I can do whatever I want to do. My biggest fear in life, I have two. One is getting stabbed in the throat. Okay. Hopefully that doesn't happen. And the second one. So now I know when I do want to kill Adam, that's how I'm going to do it. That's my, my throat is like, I don't play, I don't play with it. And when people remember when people like to throat chop you, oh my God, I would. Oh, that's the worst. I would choke somebody, but you know, my second fear was public speaking. So I learned throughout this process that that was a huge fear of mine. And then I can conquer that. And if I can conquer that, I can do whatever the fuck I want in this lifetime. Like I can do honestly, whatever I want, sky's the limit. And then secondly, you know, I learned, I I guess I have a lot of self-doubt, you know, about me and not my community, but sometimes when people are like, Adam, this is so amazing. Or Adam, I love your channel. I'm just like, do you, you know, but I really learned how much support and love and just friendship I'm surrounded by. And sometimes when I think, because it's so easy when you're on YouTube or on a podcast and talking to yourself in a camera, it's so easy to feel alone and get in your thoughts. And I, I have those moments quite often where I just am kind of like, oh, it's just me, even though I have an amazing community, but I learned I'm not, I'm so surrounded by so much love and support. And so many people who have, God forbid, I have a moment of weakness or a moment that's not my most favorable. They've got me yeah, and I've got them vice versa. So I think those were two incredible things that I learned about myself, about you. I learned a few things. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I learned a few things about you. You know, I'm a micromanaging, learned... psycho controlling bitch. Well, I was gonna word that one different. <laughs> no, you're very, you're, you're very business savvy, and you're a hard ass worker, and I respect the shit out of it. But with that, you have you're very different from me in the sense that you know, like you come home, and we talked about this, like you come home to sometimes silence. Like you don't have any yeah. animals, you don't have people in and out of your house. You have a very controlled environment. And I have the exact opposite. I have four animals, a fiance, friends and family that are always in and out of my house. And I'm like, I never get silence. Yeah. So I learned that with the way that you navigate that you're very organized and controlled and controlling with how things need to go because then it's not a negative thing. It's just like, you're very structured and you have a very militant regimen. Like that is how you operate. And that's not, I'm more so like, kind of, listen, guys, I built, I built a pretty incredible business out of the pandemic. Like I'm no dummy, you know? So I just operate in a very different way than Zach does. So I learned kind of Zach's way of navigating business, which is pretty intriguing to watch. And then I also learned about you something that I guess would probably be one of the biggest misconceptions that everybody has about both of us that you addressed earlier is the fact that you are like on camera quirky and hey and loud and just like legs up, mention it all. And that's you on camera. But really in real life, you have moments where you're just like, you know, you, you take a little bit more time to process everything that's happening around and you need your space a lot more than people might think. Like you really value, appreciate and love your space. And that's important for you to be in a positive mind space. You need that time to reflect. You need that time by yourself. Whereas like, you know, like after a show, when we were saying you wanted to sit in the green room and just kind of decompress for 10, 15 minutes. And I just am riding off the energy and want to go be social butterfly. So we're so different, yeah. you know, with these little things, but that's what I learned about you. And again, yeah. not negative by any means. It's just, you don't know until you know, until you spend time with somebody. Yeah. Right. So, and to, okay, pick, to piggyback off of that though, I'm not a different person on stage than I am off stage. I just think when I'm in a, perf- when I'm on camera or when I am on stage, I want to give so much of myself, but of energy. that energy is not sustainable off stage. And there's like, when you give so much, like if you go to the gym and you work out for two hours straight and then you, you, the 15 minutes afterwards, you're like, okay, like I'm a little sore. I'm a little tired. Like, let me take a minute and take a break. I can't be lifting weights. I can't be lifting 200 weight, 200 pounds weights all day long guys um but but yeah no i am a lot more 
introverted off stage and off camera for sure. Um, okay, two things I learned about myself. One, I learned like I was stretched so thin on this tour to the point where like coming home, like the shows are exciting. And I think I tried to like warn Adam about this going into the shows. I'm like, the day after a show is going to be, there's going to be a wave that might hit you and you might be a little sad. You might be a little depressed, but it's just because the night of a show you're on such a high that the only natural next step is to kind of come down and coming down. Doesn't necessarily mean you go below zero and you're, you know, in a ball of depression, but it just means you have the feeling of coming down and that can feel a little emotional or whatever. And so I thought I was prepared for that. And I was not because I remember coming off of each show the next day just getting hit with these waves of emotion and kind of feeling the roller coaster of coming down yes but also realizing I did not process any of these emotions and these were intense emotions that we should have been or there was no way we could have processed them in real time because it was so go 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 let's do the show let's put on the performance that it was only natural that when there was a moment to breathe that those emotions eventually do come to the surface and you have to process them like coming home like coming back now I know a lot it is a lot. Like I remember I in New York, I used to love going to New York and kind of just like running around the city by myself. I had my favorite lunch spots that I would go to, the favorite shops that I would go to and all the things that I would do when I would travel to New York before. And then so I booked a couple of hours, a later flight after Adam and Jason so that I can have that time. And then after Adam and Jason left, I was kind of in the city alone and I was just like, I just started feeling this like intense anxiety because it was the first time I was now alone and able to process those emotions. And I like just started like freaking out. And then I was also freaking out at the fact that I was freaking out and alone in New York. And I was just like, I need to go home. And I was like, I just, I got my bags and I went straight to the airport. I was like, I don't even care if I have to just sit at the airport for three extra hours. Like I just, I need to just not be in the city anymore. I was just so overwhelmed. And I remember even calling my aunt and just like having this full on like nervous breakdown with her and her kind of being like concerned and worried. I'm like, it's not a bad thing. I go, this isn't like a bad nervous breakdown. It's just a processing of the fact that I was overwhelmed and now I'm coming down with all and dealing with all these emotions. Because like when you're meeting so many people, it's so exciting and so incredible, but you're also taking on that energy. And even though people may come and they're excited, your body, when you're receiving that energy, just reads that as adrenaline. And that's a lot of adrenaline to be taking on from so many different people that like these emotions and these processes are natural. It's just a matter of riding those waves and going through through it but like i've cried so much in this past fucking month it's insane listen i I get it (laughs) um but good tears like none of it's bad it's all very good um so i learned that about myself um that i can handle those waves and that i'm so grateful for the process of it um and just knowing that like we really like executed this like there were a few moments where I was like I don't know if we can do this but it, it, it and yes I do say that we did a lot of it ourselves but like there is a lot of credit that needs to be given like the sponsors Pure Cane and Birchbox you know helped us fund all of this because it was all self-funded so their support meant so much um, the talent I think we had so much talent in all of our shows because when Adam and I were like initially putting out asks for like we have to ask 10 extra people just because they're probably all going to say like a bunch of them are probably going to say no and everybody ended up saying yes that we were like so overwhelmed by that support and just grateful that like we had other collaborator friends that you know were so on board with this yeah which i think is great and then things two things that i learned about you because i know we have to wrap um one adam has the palate of a six-year-old child (laughs) (laughs) why do you have to make it a dig bitch (laughs) um and so um that's one and two Listen, I didn't realize how important it was for me to have somebody that is so opposite me because it helped me get out of my comfort zone in so many different ways where I can be more social or I can. I think the anxiety of having social anxiety cripples you that if you have somebody that's already out there and like like after Nashville, I was like, Adam, can I just have a break? Like, give me five minutes. He's like, no, we got to get back out there. We got to go. We got to work the room. And I was like, you're right. And so I pushed myself to kind of do that. And it allowed me to build those muscles, which I think was really important. Um you have the palate of a child. You are the biggest morning person I've ever met. Um, but you're also one of the hardest working and smartest people I've ever worked with. 
you know, like Adam comes up with so many different ideas and analyzes things in ways that I don't think I would have ever looked at them. Um, and sometimes I get caught up in like, I think I'm right. And the way that I know how to do this is the right way. And I have to having to be forced to compromise has allowed me to, you know, just kind of realize that there are other there is other potential and other things that other people can bring to the table. And I think working with Adam was so great because he is very smart and he is very hardworking. And that's part of the reason I don't like collaborating with other people on such big projects is because you never know how you're going to work with them and you never know what they're going to bring to the table. And Adam definitely surpassed all of my expectations. So with the digs comes the compliments. Thank you. Thank you. I have to go on NBC in 30 minutes and you're making me cry. And I appreciate that. I mean, we've seen each other cry so much at this point. I'm so sick of crying. I'm so sick of crying too. I never cry this much, guys. I'm a cancer. But I, it's just like enough. I never cried this much either. And I cry every fucking day now. Yeah. Good yeah. tears. No, it's been, it's been such an incredible emotional journey. And, you know, like before we do wrap, I just want to say, at the end of the day, when I say to everyone, and seriously, I mean it from the bottom of my heart, is just like, don't make me from everyone from like talent and like Bravo people and just like Pure Cane and Birchbox and like our subscribers, our family, our friends, everyone who showed up and showed out. I cannot express how much that means. It means yeah. literally everything to me. And I know it means everything to you. Like it means so much. And this has just been such an incredible ride. Of course, with any ride, you guys get your ups, you know, you, you yeah. know, you get your ups and your downs, but the important thing is to always focus on what's going right, because that will overcome what's going wrong. And yeah. if you live in that positive headspace and you allow yourself time to digest and decompress and take things in and really, you know, take that moment for yourself, which is so important, then it keeps you going and surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and driven, yeah. that's everything. Yes. Love The love and the support, that's everything. And I learned that there's so much of that in my life right now, which I didn't actually know. And I hate this. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to be on this. <laughs> and I think one thing to to kind of piggyback off of that is like, I remember seeing photos after the shows of subscribers and people in our community going out together. And one of them, Trish, she was like, she was like, she sent a photo of a group of them out to lunch. And she was like, this is the Zach pack wing of the Adams family. And I was like, it's so funny to see our communities merge into like this really big, strong, deeper community. And I think you and I give so much, like I will literally have conversations with people in the DMS and go back and forth with them and talk to them. You know, I'm so open about things that I'm going through and struggles that I have, you know, whether it's with my dating life or with my grieving process and other people open up and we have these conversations and I love building those relationships with everyone and now getting to meet everyone and getting to know them off the internet was just so special and seeing them build their friendships in collectively outside of you and I is just like, it's so incredible to see that like we have a community underneath us or not underneath us, but beside us, you know, we have a community that lifts us up and supports us. And when people didn't believe in us in October and they're like, your numbers d won't translate into actually people showing up. I'm like, no, we have a solid, I mean, at some point we need to stop calling them the Zach pack of the Adams family. Cause they've become like one kind of community collectively. We need it's a new a merger. It's a merger merger at this point but like no and I believe we believed in our audience we believed in this community and we knew that this is what we could create together all of us collectively and we did that you know together yeah. that's yeah. special Mike drop Mike bitch. drop bitch <laughs> anything else before we close out no just go to you know what you did learn though that I will never ride in an Uber van. I have to own that. I did learn. Oh my God. You with the freaking Uber van. Like I'm so easygoing. You guys. And Zach I am just too. Like, I'm so I easygoing. Mean, but I have. God, my nose is running. My face is red. Like what the oh fuck is happening? I didn't sign up for this. No, but I, I think honestly, at the end of the day, I, of course, like aside from being so incredibly, you know, grateful, just it. I guess all I have to say to everyone is stay tuned because yes. this ride isn't over. It's not over. And 
we didn't know if it was going to be over at we the end did of it. it. Like we we didn't know how we were going to navigate it and if we were going to be at the, like at the end like piss off, we're done, we fulfilled our commitments and our yeah. obligations because I knew no matter what we would fulfill our commitments. Like we're both yeah. cut from that cloth of like work is work, you have a commitment, you have a time you need to be there and something you need to fulfill, you fulfill it. And yeah. I knew that. But you know, you never know if by the end of it if you're going to decide Hey, I want to keep working with you or wow, I learned a lot. And that's not maybe the direction I want to go in. And for me personally, I just learned like, well, we've had conversations. I don't want to tease too much. We have more conversations coming up this week. Shit's not over. It's not the last you've seen of us together. And for our communities who are listening and watching, get ready, just get ready because we have more fun coming your way. And we promise. I literally told Adam, what was it yesterday or the day before? I'm like, if you want out, like, let me know now and we can just walk away and never have to see or speak to each other again and live know, on our own. so like, dramatic. I mean, well, I didn't know. I was like, do <laughs> I want out? I was like, I think I want to get out of this. But no, we both have collectively Which agreed. It's so funny. I have to say, too, it's so funny because I started off this adventure with you, like blowing up your phone and you're like, ugh, annoyed. And then now by the end of it, it's like if I don't send you a text by like six or seven in the morning, you're like, I'm like, something is wrong. I'm yeah, like, Adam like, has not called me. I'm used to five calls a day. And, yeah. and the other thing, too, is people don't realize when the calls happen, there's they're usually a minimum of two hours. Yeah, it's it's like a commitment. It's, it's a, a commitment. commitment. And sometimes he'll even answer while he's like recording live and he's like, hey, I'm recording. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm like. Hi, everybody. Go to purecane and birchbox.com. No, no, but but they love it when you pop in and I'm like, hold on. Adam's calling me and then I'm like, Adam, we're recording right now. And then they're like, hi, Adam. And everyone's all excited in the chats. I love that. Yes. Um, But no, there is definitely more to come. And I can't wait till we can finally talk about what else is to come. But there is more to come and there is more tea to be spilled. More tea to be spilled. It's not over till it's over, motherfuckers. Until it all burns down to the ground. And if anybody's going to burn this shit down, it's me. No, I have all kidding. the money and all the resources to burn them all to the ground. Yes. Well, thank you, Zach, for coming on. And guys, uh, for anybody who's listening, we're going to do something similar on my channel next week. Not the same, because obviously we need to make it very different. We've already had these conversations on sex podcasts. So we're going to change it up a little bit. And I have a big announcement coming for you guys this week. It's kind of like one for my channel, but it's going to be a part of our Spilling Tea live tour recap. And I love you guys. Ew. Love you guys. Anything else you want to promote? Pimp out? I feel like we normally I'm like spillingtealive.com, guys. Spilling, get your live stream tickets. Go to Up and Adam Live on YouTube and subscribe. Smash that like button and come play with me. Okay, let's not tell people to come play with me. Come pl- come uh, watch my webcam and come play with me. No, I see now people like subscribers are now saying that. Like they're saying to like I saw one commented to Marge and said, it was so fun playing with you. <laughs> like there's like, it's so funny. Like it just sticks with you. And I had one woman walk up to me and she's like, hi, hi, hi. And I was, Oh my God. I love I it. Like, I was like, it's sticking. It's all sticking. It's, it's all happening. It's all happening. Hashtag it's all happening. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show for the latest reality TV tea at No Filter with Zach. Be sure to follow Adam at Up and Adam Live and go support his YouTube channel, Up and Adam Live. Subscribe. Leave him a nice comment. Hit that like button. Hit that bell notification button. If you're watching this on YouTube, I hope you're doing all of those things for me. Moi, Zach Peter. Hello. Listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. You can go to nofilterwine.com to get some of the wine. We have a fizzy crisp rose and a fizzy crisp white wine available now at nofilterwine.com. 13% alcohol, but less than a gram of sugar. I love that. It's funny. One woman was like, I didn't think I was going to like your rose. And then she came to the show and she's like, but I love it so much. I'm like, again, information you didn't need to tell me, but I'm glad you liked it. I didn't need to know that you didn't think you were going to like it, but I appreciate you liking it. She was the same woman that got mad that I didn't make out with her that night, which is all Adam's fault because he decided to out me for it. (laughs) No. All right, guys, I love you. Appreciate you. Um, I will be live this Thursday. Our Thursday night lives will be coming back. And our Tuesday night lives will also be coming back as we're doing book club this week. We're, or this month, we're doing Stasi Schroeder's book, Off With My Head. So get ready. Love you. Mean it. Bye.